Okay, good morning. Uh, today is uh, Thursday, July 20th, 2023. Today's talk is um, more free association, and it probably won't be a whole hour. Uh, the topic, as you can see, is uh, the permanent crisis. And this um, phrase came to me upon reading um, the dismal news of the day. Geopolitics, geofinance, scandals, deception, <laughs> liars and cheaters and thieves uh, in leadership positions of the institutions and dot, dot, dot. And it, it struck me that um, this social complex um, is basically in continual crisis. Uh, now, was it that way 100, 200, 200 years ago before, the, before mass media? Probably not, actually. The same kinds of negativity were in play 200 years ago or before mass media. Uh, Meanwhile, there was, uh, with the uh, lack of instantaneous communication, interrelationships or interconnection uh, that mass media brings that we've had for the last, what, 100 years or so? I mean, when they had telegraph <laughs> in the 1890s uh, and wireless communication was just beginning there wasn't still that much interconnection between regions and nations and peoples globally. Today, obviously, it's quite thorough. Uh, I don't know if there was a permanent crisis then, but there was a there was the 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 precursors of this of the conditions we have today, uh, particularly the same confused morality and, and regarding morality because it's it's an issue of uh, the a condition of permanent crisis arises from uh, moral bases meaning moral conduct positive negative or the conditions particularly that generate conflict uh, boom and bust uh, they do Brahma they do Shiva they just don't do Vishnu so they do the creative very well, this group of 3D souls here. They do creation, creativity very well. It's extremely creative. They do destruction very, very well, as we know too. In the triad of the tree, <laughs> what, uh, tree deva, <laughs> or tree, uh, <laughs> the, the three primary uh, deities in a conventional Hindu understanding, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, Brahma the creator, Vishnu the preserver, Shiva the destroyer. This is a uh, anthropomorphization, anthropomorphizing of the three primary phases of phenomenal change. What's anicca? Anitya. Uh, impermanence. Anitya like Nitya Nanda, actually. Nitya Nanda is Nitya Nanda, meaning not Anitya, 
but nitcha or nitya meaning permanent. Uh, nitya, nanda, permanent bliss, endless bliss. Anicca, not permanent, impermanence. So, okay, <clears throat> phenomena, all that arises is subject to cessation, all that's subject to origination is subject to cessation. Buddhism, Buddhist teaching 101. Uh, <clears throat> how is it that um, crisis occurs uh, so much? And I'm going to get into that a bit. Clearly, it's associated, it, it's the consequence of the quality of the um, seeds that ripen into phenomena that then turn to a crisis. Uh, there is no building upon previous goodness uh, in the social collective, um, or it's minimal, or it's overshadowed by the work of the negatives who need permanent crisis. And so the, the service to self-leadership wants uh, to continue on its path, which is what they're doing, whether they know it or not, polarizing on the negative path by way of control and manipulation to get more power and metaphysical uh, access to light, actually. Uh, and the way to do that is not by peace, but by war, thus permanent crisis. And yet, <laughs> I look around and I see the trees and the green, and I live in a bucolic zone, and um, there's no permanent crisis in front of my nose, but there's a permanent crisis when I take a look on the internet at the news. And uh, it's uh, growing uh, in tandem with the growth of uh, information technologies and then of sur surveillance and control, technologically based control, technocracy, which is the goal, their goal. And so I, I it, there are two dynamics here. One is that... Um, Earth humanity, uh, not only at the top of the institutions or those with great power throughout history, but those in the middle too, commonly, and, uh, and, and a sampling of those at the lower end of the economic um, spectrum, meaning the disadvantaged, the seriously oppressed. When given power, they too end up like uh, the old boss, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, is very common. Um, the oppressed you know, tribal members in the indigenous group in any country, when for some reason they turn against, if they do, when they do turn against the um, oppressive uh, chief or clique in the warrior caste, overthrow them, become similar. And it's very common. Uh, and that's almost like that the the creativity the, the 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 brahma creative that can generate harmony cannot be preserved they don't do vishnu well they can't preserve goodness because then the 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 desire of certainly the service to self oriented or you know negatively oriented souls here which is again probably more than 10% it's maybe more like 20 or 30% or more, I don't know, but could be 30% um, are on the negative path and they're doing their thing and the logo supports soul, soul's evolution on either path. 
they don't want peace and harmony. Peace and harmony means the um, stabilizing of uh, power differential, of position, power positioning, power positions. The stabilization of, of one's power for them means no more power. For us, we don't even think about that. We're just thinking about uh, the, the preservation of peace and harmony and freedom and um, opportunity without oppression to do our own thing, which is what? Learning, growing, helping, basically, of some sort. But that's how, not how negatively oriented souls think, of course. So they make a permanent crisis because that's a permanence to their opportunity to continue polarizing on the negative path. So, uh, but is there or is there not? <laughs> In front of my nose, I don't see it. Um, I see a butterfly uh, drifting <laughs> in front of the in front of the big tree, who's slowly growing uh, something called a fairy peach. <laughs> fairy peach? No, it's not that way. But it's a <clears throat> it's a kind of fruit that we we see here, which is very lovely, which grows somewhat sometimes <laughs> on the tree in front of my uh, in front of my nose, a little bit ahead of my nose. So. They're, the negatives need permanent crisis because stable borders and boundaries and limits um, are antithetical to their the continued negative polarization or polarization on the negative path. It's it's just anathema to them. Stable boundaries, borders, uh, conditions of settle down settlement into peaceful, you know non-disruptive, <laughs> uh, a permanent peace is completely anathema to the negatives. They need permanent crisis to establish permanence of opportunity for continued negative polarization. That's it. And so, and then there are so many people who are lacking, who are on the positive path or positively oriented, but not harvestable, and um deficient in in the in their commitment to positive qualities like non non uh non interference or um non harm ahimsa they're not really committed to ahimsa they're committed to getting what they can in this system in which they have a middling level of position and can get a little higher they hope so okay well we already know that I wanted to just reference that I did a Google search on the term permanent crisis. And um, without going back in years, there are about 14 pages of references to just that phrase, permanent crisis. <laughs> and it made me think, uh-huh, they've made a whole lot of permanent crises here. Uh, first we see permanent crisis, humanities in a disenchanted age. The Guardian, we're living in an age of permanent crisis, 2022. Harvard Business Review, leadership in a permanent crisis. 1934, Paul Maddock, the permanent crisis. The, as the force of counter-tendencies is stopped, 1934. The tendency of capitalist collapse is left in control. The tendency of capitalist, of capitalist collapse is left in control. Eh? Collapse controls. 
<laughs> Capitalist collapse, ever collapsing. We see a big of it, a bun, you know, it's boom and bust, right? And that was 1934, right? So the world was in the Great Depression. So 1934, permanent crisis. Politico, inequality, the permanent crisis seven days ago. Permanent crisis, financial oligarchies seizing uh, power and the failure of democracy. <laughs> University of Michigan, in permanent crisis. <laughs> Just a uh, place to live. Uh, how can governments adapt to the age of permanent crisis, 2022? Berlin, crime in a permanent crisis. Is Greece in a permanent crisis? The permanent crisis of a divided mankind, indeed. <laughs> Why read Permanent Crisis? Somebody writing about the other book called that. So, I mean, you know, you get the idea, but it just goes on and on. The Permanent Crisis in the Performing Arts, Yemen and the Politics of Permanent Crisis, African Economies and Politics of Permanent Crisis. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. Um, you'll see 15 pages almost of uh, discussion of different different permanent crises. Uh-huh. Now, while that's true in the collective, um, and seems to have been for um, over 100 years, or perhaps some would say for the entirety of the 3D cycle, or at least the last 15,000 years um, prior to the fall of Atlantis and through the modern age. Ah, see, my little creature is digging in the wall again. Love and best things to you, my friend. May you be well and happy, and keep digging, if you wish. So he will be with me now. Uh, while indeed uh, it seems pretty clear there's a civilizational permanent crisis... Uh, the current crises are simply the latest version of what the negatives seek, which is permanent crisis as the basis for continued negative polarization. It's lawful. It's understandable. It's not pleasant and it's not just for us, but it is understandable. And, you know, my talking is just scratching the, the surface. There's countless depths of understanding further. Uh, meanwhile, if you live in a harmonious area somewhat, or at least when you're in nature, <laughs> and that's the key, um, peace and harmony is a numbers game. The matter of numbers is the question of how many people are nearby. And the more rural or the more isolated or secluded Gautama praised seclusion. Uh, the more um, one is not affected by numbers of humanity. Meanwhile, can you live comfortably or in accord with what you wish um, in seclusion or rural or with not many people around you? But nature is not in a permanent crisis. <laughs> uh, the plants and the animals, the flora and the fauna are not in permanent crisis. They're well they love the sun and they keep growing. They love each other and they love the sun and they keep growing. So it might be useful, it is useful for those who can appreciate it, to live in a place with few people. 
or spend more time in nature, obviously. Now, that, that's the dichotomy between the reality that indeed human society has been in permanent crisis or crisis has been permanized, like Kaiser Permanente. It's a crisis permanente here. But that's not everywhere, and there's a, there, there are many areas outside that for now. And um, we can simply do our best because we certainly can't change the, um, the trends or the tendencies, the momentum and the direction of the collective. We really can't do much with it. There are too many of them. And um, the them is the ignorant run by the negative, <laughs> the confused and, um, you know, uh, the blind leading the blind, well, it's more like the deceptive leading the willfully blind, it seems to me. Not everybody is that way, absolutely. Um, but enough, it seems to be the majority would be either negatively oriented or willfully blind, more or less, and not committed to learning, growing, helping, not committed to the efficient use of catalyst or developing themselves. So we know all that. Um, I'm trying to bring something that you that I haven't spoken before, but it does get hard. Um, so, okay, we can understand uh, that uh, there seems to be a permanent crisis. <laughs> uh, human history seems to have been at odds with itself. This is uh, somewhat related to the series of uh, talks on Earth history. Humanity seems to have uh, generated continual crisis for itself, and that's permanent enough. And today it's reaching uh, its apogee, or zenith, or its, uh, I think apogee is the top, its culmination um, in, the, in the final days of third density cycle. How long it'll last, we don't know. Meanwhile, Flora and fauna are not in permanent crisis, uh, and we can be healed or, or help heal ourselves. They, you know, being particularly with in nature of, of some quality is healing very much to the degree we accept the healing. Mm. It's like the tree didn't heal me, but the tree is in a very harmonious condition. In fact, Alice Bailey in the Bailey material, which, you know, is dubious for some reasons, of course. Also, there's some truth there. <laughs> some people should know that, or some people don't know that, but most of you probably know, yes. Even liars may speak some truth, and one should know that's a deceptive person, and some of what they say is true. Uh, she said something like, the plant kingdom, notably, of all the three major uh, plant, animal, human, the plant kingdom, or, or second density uh, flora, um, have greater success in their evolutionary challenges than any of the others. Uh, regarding the animals, regarding the humans, and the plants, the plants, um, the vegetative, has more successfully evolved in accord with their particular lessons of second density, moving to third, than either animals or human. And that's probably true. Um, uh, there is a glory to the, the flora here. Okay, 
Uh, meanwhile, um, after we spend some time in the forest or in nature, if you don't live there permanently, uh, we come back to the human or we turn on our computer and look at the news and we're deep um, investigating or uh, immersed and surrounded by um, the <laughs> varieties of permanent crisis, varieties of crisis that seem to be permanent, actually. Okay, so uh, critically at this point, we really do need detachment, um, wise detachment, not uh, blanket detachment or renunciation, but and, and not uh, a deficient appreciation but a proper appreciation of careful, wise, self-determined uh, detachment, disinterest, checking out, um, turn on, tune in, drop out, <laughs> they said in the 60s. Something, uh, not, not quite the whole of that, but enough of um, tune in, tune out. Tune the mind, I do. All I know is, all I can say is the best I know uh, it's useful to check in and tune in, and it's useful to know when to check out and tune out, tune out, check out, and um, go your own way. You know, lead, follow, get out of the way. Um, lead, follow, or get out of the way. <laughs> go, go your own way. Uh, get out of the way means go your own way. And go your own way is really important now. Um... And don't think that soul evolution is uh, bound by physical interactive service to other people or other beings. It is not. It's a crucial, critical, natural part of soul evolution. It's a training and um, study meditation and service. Um, thought, word, and deed. Yes. But... Um, Quantity of relationship is not necessary for quality of soul evolution. There are countless beings who evolved quite significantly in seclusion. And one has to find one's own balance based on uh, conditions of one's life and uh, not uh, shirk responsibility, which also means require, you know, understand what are my obligations, my responsibilities to friends and family or to myself and my family but there's responsibility to friends and family, loved ones. Um, there's the responsibility to continue um, in, in relationship where people rightly depend on us or uh, you know, essentially have to depend on us. And then that's a testing and a duty, um, as No Solar talked of in types of marriage and relationship. Meanwhile, there's also responsibility to oneself, which is actually not less important, it's fairly more important. But um, honoring our responsibility to others is a portion of honoring our responsibility to ourselves, of course. Service to other is associated with um, integrity and being true to oneself. But uh, in a time of um, escalating crisis, uh, wise detachment becomes even more important, which is not a blanket, you know, avoidance or rejection. It's really being uh, sensitive to the need to withdraw somehow 
when it seems uh, when it seems present the need for withdrawal so Ron talking about the Council of Saturn saying they uh, normally their decisions are made in unanimity instantaneously this is uh, what quasi omniscience looks like in the Council of Saturn uh, they know they act they decide done boom boom they're all together but sometimes there is some disagreement it does happen and that's uh, the, the that's where raw material has the phrase as far as far as I remember it when a need for thought is present so when a need for thought is present they think uh, otherwise they're simply knowing and there's no need to think likewise it seems to me um, when a need for detachment is present <laughs> and it's present uh, arise it, it its presence uh, uh, is in the field of mind. It's not like somebody tells you, it, it, uh, you should detach now. Uh, it's when we perceive indeed the situation is such that I ought to withdraw somehow, that's uh, akin to a need for detachment is present. <laughs> okay, a need for detachment is present. And when that's the case, one um, should recognize um, any issues, inner conflicts about it. Because we do want to take care of people, or we do need people somewhat, yeah, and or want them, or want to keep a relationship, and may have a fear of too much detachment or uh, disinterest. But uh, in the face of a permanent crisis and an escalating crisis, um, wise withdrawal is critical. Wise dispassion and disinterest. And there's not just physical withdrawal, there's also withdrawal of concern. Um, when Howard Storm relayed his life review, the angel, the attending entity, was saddened when he hurt people and himself. Or, or failed an opportunity and was gladdened when he was of benefit to others and his own evolution. So, saddened, gladdened. That's about it. A little downcast, saddened, a little gladdened, brighter, with um, failure and success in the life review of Howard Storm regarding his interaction with others and his um, continued development mild feelingfulness, saddened, gladdened, not broken or ecstatic. Doesn't mean one should not be, one should not honor and allow and feel and understand when we feel broken and or uh, ecstatic. It's okay. It's, you know, the, the point is what, what, what higher dimensional or more evolved beings do is the function of what they are. What they are is the function of how they've attained and achieved. That's not what we've achieved. <laughs> we've achieved or attained or we are where we are. I is what I is. And thus, uh, one can only do as well as one's achieved. Achieved means seven chakra development. And I'm not claiming anything for myself. <laughs> I would not say I'm a bozo on the bus, but... Um, I'm very aware of those who um, stand tall ahead of me in greater light. 
Um, meanwhile, <laughs> um, one should be really honest <laughs> at this time in history. And uh, that means when um, extreme angst arises or we should be willing to feel what the mind's natural process is as much as we dare. And the mind's natural process is that sometimes we may be triggered to a, a, a sense of devastation, desolation, devastation, I feel broken, or uh, triggering phenomenal catalyst, then we feel ecstasy, ecstatic. I mean, seriously bright um, and heart heart leaping, heart titillating joy, uh, the bells of heaven are ringing. Um, the choir is singing. So, uh, fine. But uh, don't, <laughs> don't try to hold on to that, uh, you know, kusala dhamma, uh, benevolent or beneficent or high sukha mind states. Holding on to them is impossible. Just like um, remaining in hell forever is impossible too. It won't happen unless one keeps amping up the basis for staying in hell or remaining in a broken condition of um, devastation or grief. There are people who people get attached to grief and don't pull out of it, don't move to acceptance, and then the grief dissipates and passes away. And there are people who would like to live in permanent spiritual bypassing, which is not possible. And they keep a very weak smile. They keep a smile, a forced smiling, the forced smilers. Um, they're not bad people, but they um, are leading themselves astray, believing they can maintain their uh, smiley condition indefinitely. The... Uh, congregational gladhanders. So, uh, permanence of smiling and uh, permanence of desolation um, are really not possible. <laughs> the, the former you can't have and, and the latter you won't have unless you keep um, seeking to stay in hell or broken or extreme pain and angst. All things must pass, said George. So, George Harrison, all things must pass. Indeed, very true. It's all, you know, um, the flickering appearance um, of, of light in form. Uh, so, in a civilization that has established itself as in a relatively permanent crisis, uh, not just today, actually, but certainly in the last couple of centuries, it seems that it's been growing. It's growing, we can say. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. It's a certainty to me that permanent crisis has been growing or the attainment of permanence to crisis is uh, increasing. Their negatives are increasingly achieving the permanence of crisis. Uh, now, their end point, of course, is a Brave New World. But uh, we may never see it, or it may not it never occur, actually. Fully, but 
they're certainly continuing the movement towards that. And so, okay, well, what else? What, what other than uh, wise discernment or dispassion? Some part of it is the mental sense of like the angel. <clears throat> That's a certain kind of um, vairagya uh, of the angelic being. I assume it's angelic with Howard Storm in the Life Review. Um, Ra saying that, you know, no matter what the condition of ourselves and others, um, karmic law or uh, the logos is um, present, uh, there's the perfection of what is, simply because it's lawfully generated. And so everybody, everybody, all pain we experience is just what we deserve. We've created it or co-created it. Doesn't mean we're bad. It means we created it. <laughs> True nature and uh, experience are not the same. We can deserve a, a D on the exam. It doesn't mean necessarily that person's a dummy. It just means on that exam they get a D. Thus, we put in bad seeds and it comes out with a dukkha or some kind of pain, or some kind of difficulty. Uh, that's not one's nature. That's uh, the function of the law of karma and uh, cause and effect. So, uh, but to there's going to be a lot of suffering. There's increasing suffering and pain around us. And detachment doesn't mean uh, insensitivity. Detachment is not insensitivity. Detachment at the mental-emotional level, uh, I think, um, is rightly based to some degree on that awareness that it's all karmically lawful. One can do whatever one wants to help, of course, but it's lawful. Thus, in some perverse way, we can think, we can imagine, everybody's Everybody who, as all are in pain, they are they've made that pain for themselves. Actually, all the pain. I mean, I see that myself. I take, I claim that fully. That all the dukkha I've experienced, I've made for myself for my own evolution, coming from ignorance um, in the way of ignorantly planting the seeds that led to the pain. In my ignorance, I ignorantly planted the seeds that led to the pain whatever pain, where no matter who the uh, temporal uh, proximate agent of agency for that pain to come in or occur would be. So I take total responsibility for all the dukkha that this one here has experienced, of course. But I think that's the law, meaning we create our own pain by ignorance and uh, distortion and imbalance ultimately for the greater glory of continued soul evolution and uh, development of love light. And uh, it doesn't take away my pain to see someone in agony or deep pain, but at least at the mental level, um, I understand there is some order or um, uh, justice in, in the situation, although it's uh, extremely painful for me too, maybe. Maybe I feel, I mean, I was looking at a movie one should, uh, I was recommended by a friend, colleague called Anarchy USA. 
Anarchy USA, 1968, I believe, G. Edward Griffin, a masterpiece, actually. Very, some horrible scenes of torture, which I don't recommend. Horrible. In the, I think, Algerian Civil War or something. Horrible. And so, uh, I, there's no, there's no sukkah, it's a straight-up dukkah-dukkah to watch that. Um, Meanwhile, um, I know there's some karmic sequence, karmic law in play. That doesn't make me like it. It doesn't, uh, it, but it changes my hate or um, my horror. It's uh, horror <laughs> understanding law, Harma, horror under law. <laughs> Not my law. I didn't make it. I would uh, I would do otherwise, but we've got a real difficult group of souls here. This is not to be underestimated. This is really a very distorted group. They want to go ahead and they fall backwards. And sometimes in third density in this world to go ahead, you must go back. Or I want to go to the right, so I first go to the left. It is very difficult under the veil here. Uh, so this is a particularly distorted collective they um, cannot seem to sustain self-help, true self-benefit, take good care of yourself. They can't sustain it. Very few can. That's a big problem. And so Orion is way ahead of the game in terms of uh, confederation comprehension of just how damaged uh, the situation, how damaged, how, how... broken these minds are. Not everybody, of course. It's just, we really, we we shouldn't overestimate, we shouldn't underestimate in general. Uh, We shouldn't overestimate their development. We shouldn't underestimate it either. There's there's all sorts of um, beauty that that people offer sometimes, now and then. Not not everybody, but, but some people that you wouldn't expect come out with brilliance and beauty and um, something really precious um, that we hadn't expected. So we need to um, um, improve our, uh, our magnification capacity, our ability to turn the dial on the, on the microscope and uh, improve our capacity to focus uh, on seeing, knowing the mind of others. Because the better we know the mind, the better we'll know their potentials, both uh, light and dark, um, high and low, this and that. So, in any case, I think I might pull to the end here. While humanity has um, itself (laughs) created its own relatively permanent crisis um, throughout all the nations and all the institutions and in a lot of human mind. Um, This is also a tempest in a teapot because the whole creation is not this way. And although um, I have my issues with the Logos, I also have come to understand that um, this is a, a quarantined situation, this solar system. 
not just planet Earth. This is a um, bounded chaos, or uh, dukkha, high dukkha, maha dukkha, maha dukkha uh, avidya, <laughs> maha dukkha avidya of the uh, uh, saha world in Kamaloka in planet Earth. Uh, Mahadukkha means great dukkha or stress or suffering or dissatisfactoriness or pain in uh, based in ignorance which we all have um, this is a an isolated tumor in the body of the Lagos and it's being handled as best as they can and um you know, they just, uh, I, I, again, I think um, elder confederation members um, didn't realize that they were behind the eight ball. <laughs> and um, un they themselves underestimated the distortions here. We cannot plumb the distortions that infect your people, said Ra, the depths of the distortions. Indeed. Well, glad you figured it out. And nor can we here on the ground. Uh, so... <laughs> a little bit more discipline is probably needed in the Elder Confederation when considering projects of service to this collective in the future. Anyway, we will file our reports, <laughs> all of us, not just me. So we're all learning and um, critically take good care of yourself at this time of uh, challenge. So in any case, thanks for being here. Take good care. See you next time. Good night.